live from the House of LeMay Makeup and Dressing Room. Here comes Amber. Stop what you're doing. Here comes Amber. She's just doing what she can. Here comes Amber. Cue the spotlight. Here comes Amber with two drinks in her hand. The matriarch of fashion. Glasses, you can't look away. Ask her, does she do it? Really nothing to it. She's got that fun and gay. If you have a party, or if you're feeling naughty, call up the house of the maid. Hello, and welcome to the Amber Live interviews. This is Russell, producer and co-host of Amber Live. We want to remind you to subscribe to us both here and at youtube.com slash amberlive. You don't want to miss a moment of Amber LeMay, the Larry King of drag queens. There's so much more to the show than just the interviews that Amber does each week. We have hundreds of interviews, comedy sketches, songs, and more on YouTube that you can watch anytime. But... In the meantime, you can listen to the amazing interviews right here. Now enjoy this episode of Amber Live Interviews. Michaela Cavanaugh has served as a Nebraska state senator since 2019, representing parts of Omaha. Recently, she made news by proclaiming, if this legislature collectively decides that legislating hate against children is our priority, then I'm going to make it painful. Painful for everyone. Because if you want to inflict pain upon our children, I'm going to inflict pain upon this body. I have nothing, nothing but time. And I am going to use all of it. You cannot stop me. I will not be stopped. If LB574 gets an early floor debate and moves forward, it will be very painful for this body. And if people are like, is she threatening us? Let me be clear. Yes, I'm threatening you. Whoa, let's bring in Michaela and find out what she's talking about. Michaela, come on in. Hi. <laughs> you look so nice. <laughs> I am nice. <laughs> All right. What what got that bee in your bonnet? Um, well, I serve on the Health and Human Services Committee, and we, the night before, voted. I did not vote. The committee it voted to advance LB 574, which is a bill that been, uh, bans gender affirming care for trans youth. And I uh, told my committee members that if they were going to advance it to the floor, that it was going to be problematic and I was going to slow things down. And so the next morning I was being a woman of my word. And I have been ever since. <laughs> so what has happened? Um, not much. <laughs> a lot of me talking a lot of me talking. Um, so it's been two weeks and um, we still have committee hearings going on. So we only have floor debate for the first half of the day. And then in the afternoon, we go to committee hearings. And so I've been taking the maximum amount of time allowed on each bill and just talking and talking and talking and talking. And so we are half, almost halfway through this legislative session. It's a 90-day session, and we just finished day 42, and we have not passed a single bill this year. How much support do you have? How much have you from fellow senators, from your community? Tell me about that. Um, the community is extremely supportive. I'm hearing from all corners of the state of Nebraska that people are grateful that I'm standing up for these kids. 
and um, for parental rights as well. <laughs> uh, my colleagues, you know, people are frustrated because they've got bills they want to get passed. But um, for the most part, my Democratic colleagues are supportive. And uh, some of my conservative colleagues are supportive, but they still would like to see things start to move forward. And I, I've told them, use their power and use their voice and we can move past this. How does uh, the Nebraska state uh, legislature work? Do you have a Senate? Do you have a House of Representatives? No, we don't. <laughs> We're a unicameral. Okay. So we have one house. We are a very unique. We have one house. We are nonpartisan. That means that our political elections are the top two vote getters go through from the primary to general election. So you can have two Republicans running against each other. You can have two Democrats running against each other. Um, we don't have a political leadership within the body. We don't have a Democratic caucus or a, or a Republican caucus. We are, we actually caucus by congressional district. Um, there's 49 senators, 17 Democrats, 32 Republicans. You need 33 votes to end a filibuster. So they almost have a supermajority, but they are one vote shy of a supermajority. Um, and yeah, but I mean... I can, uh, one person can filibuster a bill by themselves and you can still lose on cloture. I don't care. My goal isn't to kill every bill. My goal is to slow things down because we only have so many hours before we reach that 90 day mark. And when we reach that 90 day mark, we are done. And so if my colleagues want to pass legislation that is our job, like economic development, um, the budget, <laughs> then we're going to have to make some choices and we need to stop legislating hate as a result. You said you had 17 Democratic um, senators. Do you see that increasing anytime soon or has it increased over the years? Um, well, it has increased over the years. It has decreased over the years. Um, my father served in the legislature in the 70s and there were 24 then. <laughs> so it has been, uh, we've seen it ebb and flow. I think that with um, this kind of legislation that's been coming up, this, you know, legislating against the LGBTQ community, I think we're going to see a big pushback in our next election and legislation against reproductive health. I think we're going to see an enormous pushback. Our Republican leadership has always liked to say that Nebraska is a pro-life state. And the reality is that I think it's around 58, 59% of Nebraskans support reproductive health care access. So I think we're going to see a shift for sure in two years. What other political action do you see coming from the right in Nebraska? Um, well, I mean, there's just like a lot. We have an anti-trans sports bill. Uh, and then, you know, this, this particular bill, the gender affirming care bill, is taking away parental rights and medical decisions. And then we have other bills that are trying to expand according to them, parental rights and education by having uh, much more oversight in what books are in our public school libraries and things like that. So it's it's just everything that you see nationally is happening here. Legislation that is trying to uh, legislate hate across the board and legislation that is not focused on economic development, economic recovery, agriculture. We're an agricultural state. So we're not we're not really focusing on what we should be focusing on. What about drag queens? What's their status? Oh, yes. <laughs> we haven't had the hearing yet, um, but hopefully it will be fabulous. Um, there is a bill to uh, ban drag shows. 
Uh, it is very ham-fisted, very poorly written. Um, even if it weren't poorly written, it would be ridiculous, but it is even more ridiculous the way that it is written. Uh, but I am looking forward to that hearing because I think that the Capitol is going to be spectacular that day. <laughs> what are their major points in that? What are they against? Uh, against youth having exposure to drag queens. I don't, I mean, don't ask me to rationalize that. <laughs> we have, um, I live in Omaha, Nebraska, and we have a wonderful uh, store here called the Urban Valley, uh, Urban Alley, and they have um, drag show story time every weekend. And it's fantastic. It's fabulous. It's glamorous. Um, I don't know why you would want to take that away from my little niece who goes every weekend. She's three years old and it's her favorite thing to do. Uh, I think that's kind of a cruel thing to do to a three-year-old is take that away from her. But, um, I, you know, it, I, I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't, I don't understand what, where this place of, of hate comes from and why we can't uh, trust our parents to make good choices for their children. We're becoming a nanny state. I'm curious. Do you know if there are any Hooters restaurants in Nebraska? There are, yes. With children's menus? Uh, yes. There's yes. there's actually other restaurants. I think there's one called Twin Peaks. That's a, a spinoff of Hooters. Yes, yes. There are lots of restaurants that... Um, that are like that. And um, we also, I used to work for the opera and I just don't know what this means for the future of the opera, which is frankly the most conservative art form that we have in Nebraska. It's not actually conservative, but conservatives really support opera. And so I'm like, do you realize that opera is like 50% drag? <laughs> what about touring companies of um, some like it hot or Mrs. Doubtfire or kinky boots? anything what, what yeah. about those we at least in omaha we do have um we have broadway shows come through we have a large performing arts center here in omaha uh yes i think that this would be very problematic you couldn't have any minors attend broadway shows um you couldn't have high schools performing broadway musicals that have been performed uh shakespeare would be off the table yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like i said it's ham-fisted not well thought out. Michaela, why why, why are you taking the, on the, these causes? Why why is that? Well, I mean, it's my job. <laughs> it's, it's my job to make sure that we are uh, enacting good public policy. It's my job to protect the youth of the state. It's my job to stop us from legislating hate. And um, yeah, so it's my job. What's your interest in politics? How did that start? Um, well, I grew up in politics. My dad was in the legislature and then he actually served in Congress. And um, I've worked in politics for most of my adult life, but I also worked in nonprofit and philanthropy. I worked at the opera uh, for several years. I also worked at a convent. <laughs> so <laughs> I've done it all. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but I, I do have a master's in public administration and I'm very I'm very passionate about, about public policy. Before you held the seat that you have now in the Nebraska State Senate, um, did you did you run for anything else? Nope. This is the only thing I've ever run for, um, and it was a Republican seat. How about in the future? Are you looking up to uh, go any higher? No. <laughs> no. I love what, I love it. 
I love the legislature. I love the impact. I love being a part of the community. Um, I am term limited. I was just reelected. So I'm, I'm serving the next four years, my last term, but I love what I'm doing and I'm looking forward to going back to being a little bit more focused on my family. I actually, when I was running the first time, um, I had a baby during the campaign. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to spending a little bit more time with that baby who's now almost five. I bet. I bet. Well, take them to uh, the Drag Queen Story Hour. I will. I will. They, I mean, they love it. We, I, I don't always get to it, but they love, they love going to it. Good. Well, Michaela, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And, and, for fighting the fight. We need more people like you, especially in the Midwest. So thank, well, thank you. you. I, I'm, you know, I just want everybody to keep fighting the good fight because it's too important and our kids deserve better. So we should give them better. Yes, we should. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amber Live interviews. Remember to subscribe to us so you don't miss a single minute of the fun. And remember, it is your support that keeps us going. You can make a donation through this podcast by using our Venmo at RJD Pro or by visiting us at AmberLive.tv and clicking on the Support Amber Live button. Thank you.